0: This is Ashley Mazurek, and welcome back to the Balanced Body Podcast. Okay, so uh, still in this pandemic, we are slowly beginning to open up, at least in my state of Florida, into our phase one, and um, yeah, needing to get my hair done. I'll tell you that. It's not that I'm stressing out about it. Um, But I am (laughs) wondering, yikes, whether it's gonna happen anytime soon. It is due and what I'm finding is friends that I know of are still getting their hair done. Uh, You know, people gotta eat. So hairdressers are going to their houses and nail techs are sneaking into their business Uh, people are doing what they need to do. Uh, obviously hair and nails are essential. I'm not saying whether it should be or not. I'm just saying it is what it is. Interesting that people will figure out and get what they need to get. And I do believe those people need to eat and make money. So people are doing what they need to do. I, I find that my, as I read the book, our book of choice on our Expanding Consciousness Through Connection group that can be located on my Facebook page, Ashley's Good she Circle. We are reading the book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in the World That Can't Stop Talking. Very interesting book. I, based off my own research and based off past podcasts, I am described as an ambivert. I am definitively 50-50 this book sort of validates it's very interesting the book has a lot of research 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 uh it's by susan kane if you're interested very interesting to see where you sit it's very interesting and uh, helps you understand why you do the things that you do just along with everything else and uh, i will say reading this book and creating that that uh validation, I find that the pandemic has pushed me more into my introverted side, Uh, being home all the time and not around a lot of people, not conversing. uh, It is pushing me there and I'm actually very comfortable. I could almost, or almost, I definitely, if we talked about, like we have in the past, we talked about archetypes, I definitely have a strong hermit archetype in my psyche. I definitely could fit very well in the hermit lifestyle. I don't know about how you guys are doing. If you're if you're strong extroverts and you like that adventure, you like that thrill seeking, you like to live on the edge, you like to be around people, you get energized by people. I feel for you. Um, I, I really do because you probably are struggling. Uh, introverts aren't being affected very much by this because every introvert that I've spoken to, are like yeah just doing what I always do, uh, living living the life. So my hearts go out to you as I am reminded the complete uh, extrovert versus the the middle-of-the-road extrovert like myself into introversion. All right, so not to um, delay any longer, I'm talking about the documentary 2020 – uh, the vaccinations uh, documentary by uh, the Bollingers, Ty and Charlene. It is something that I am very passionate about, enough to spend many hours a day documenting what the documentary was about so that I can share it. Why I want to share it? Because some of you guys might might not take the extra effort to go find it, pay for it and watch it so it was important for me to spend my time and days collecting information I didn't collect all of it I, I collected as as much as I felt at that particular time in my mindset that I felt was important so for those of you who also tend to be passionate about this kind of stuff then it, it gives you enough of information to to decide whether or not you want to seek further into, into what this is all about. The reason I'm talking about it is because it very much has to do with our future. The reason I'm talking about it is because the pandemic, this all intertwines, believe it or not. I believe that. Am I a conspiracy theory kind of person? Ah, You know, it's funny because someone just said that yesterday they felt like, because they were very interested in this stuff. Their husband called them a conspiracy theorist. And I thought that was very interesting. And I said, well, you know, I don't see you as a conspiracy theorist, but what I do see in you is you're one of those people that seek the truth. And part of seeking the truth is diving deeper into trying to understand. And in order to try to understand, you seek more information. And the path the path that you are on to get that information it, it's theories and I, honestly uh, to know whether something is fact from a from humans uh, they all it, can anything be one hundred percent with the human mind and the fact that humans make errors? I don't know. Uh, do I think we'll ever really figure out? what this pandemic is about? Probably not, maybe, maybe not. Because of of the human ability to uh, wanna give people what they need to hear and pull back what they don't. And so anyway, this 2020 documentary on vaccines uh, is about the uh, Bill Gates Healthy Act down the road of 2020 where they are trying to mandate vaccines for everyone in the U S of A and basically we not have a choice of whether or not we want a vaccine within our body. Now this information is for you to decide whether you do feel like you, you want that, Uh, all all I'm saying, uh, I will put a judgment, hopefully I haven't steered you too much, Mm, I try. Not to. I'm trying to give you just the information that they gave. But if it is true, what's being said, and the research is accurate, and there is no research on what these additional um, pieces of of aluminum, i.e., toxins, uh, i.e., monkey brains, uh, embryo fetuses, i.e., live viruses, what they are actually doing to the body. If there's not enough studies to whether or not they truly are safe, and I'm not talking about studying 40 or 50 or 100 people, not when you're going to give it to billions of people, um, I think that there needs to be more studies um, on the ramifications and long term studies to determine whether it's safe for an individual. And based off of my understanding and research from Dr. Tenpenny, she has given enough information to validate that a lot of these vaccines aren't safe for us. So let's continue on our venture as it relates to the MMR vaccine, as it relates to the DTaP vaccine, and what was said about that. Now the point is: is can you get other information about this? Yes, my my point is: is why is this information new to us? Cindy Mikovic, I put out a video on my Facebook page, uh, Ashley's Good Cheese Circle, uh, two days ago, and it was uh, taken down off of YouTube within 24 hours. The video was astounding it was amazing the information that she gave about what's going on behind the scenes and what happened to her when she tried to expose uh, a lot of things at the cdc and other uh, places so it went up on venimo my 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 friend hallie ringham was able to find it on venimo and then it was taken down from there so the question question the curiosity of someone like myself has is, why are they taking it down? Is it because it's information they don't want us to hear? And if that's, the, if that's true, then my next question is, why? If somebody's in fear of us hearing information, why are they so fearful? If it is in fact the truth, where, why is there fear? So let's talk about the MMR vaccine. It's a live vaccine of mumps, measles, and rubella. Three in one. Three diseases in one vial given to a child. Okay? What are vaccines? We've defined that in the last podcast. Basically, vaccinations are to create immunity to these diseases, meaning if we inject them into our body we create antibodies and it is supposed to protect us in the future against these particular viruses but what they found with the mmr specifically is that people were getting vaccinated and they were getting the disease and getting sick so the the although the measles aren't really they're not a deadly virus um is that uh, the measles actually that vaccination came out in 1963. the importance is contracting the disease basically like i said it's priming the immune system to protect but uh a, a particular instance in a situation in 2016 merck which is a manufacturer of vaccines drug company uh, was actually sued because in 2016 they gave this vaccination to these students and hundred percent of the students that were vaccinated were sick uh, and and basically sick to the point of of like couldn't even go to class, like really sick. So why were they sick? Well, um, Wakefield, uh, a really important guy in this industry of fighting for healthy vaccinations did some research with 300, um, did 300 researches with Europeans and found that it would be much safer if they separated these these three diseases and versus giving them all at once it was it's extremely harmful for the body to be able to handle that many diseases in one vial and what the research showed that it was causing a tremendous amount of inflammatory bowel disease, and ultimately this was causing, the inflammation within the gut was causing inflammation in the brain, and the study shows that it was creating autism, was creating uh, symptoms of autism, better yet said. And so we also have proof that the CDC is compromised in that they had a whistleblower Mr Thompson or one of their lead researchers Dr Thompson basically after i think it was 13 years came out and said that the MMR would reduce the effects of autism if they gave it after the age of 3 years of 3 years old and so the William Dr. William Thompson came out with that information and exposed that to the CDC, but they decided to keep it quiet and not share that with the public or with all the doctors and pediatricians that were basically giving MMR uh, very, very early within a child's life, like right after birth. So when you understand that this Dr. Thompson, after 13 years, became a whistleblower and exposed the fact that the CDC was hiding information and not letting it get out. It makes you wonder what else have they hidden and not made us aware of. And just so we know, that's the... Research showed that the effects of the MMR vaccination, now, mind you, there is no aluminum or mercury in the MMR, believe it or not, but it does still cause neurological disorders, serious blood disorders, sensory impairment, immune system damage, and bowel disease, which is what you will see in autistic children. Now, going forward with rubella, uh, rubella is given to... It is on the CDC schedule, but rubella is sort of pointless for men to get this only because it is a danger uh, to women that are pregnant. So what raises a question is, well, why would they give it to boys? And, but they're not saying not to, the CDC isn't. It's still putting on the schedule for females and males. So I know it's pointless to give to to boys or males, but if it has to do with pregnant women, why are we giving it to infants? And that's the other question. And these are questions that don't have answers to them, which is very frustrating, especially when it causes such harm as severe allergic reactions and atypical measles reactions. These are answers that I feel like the general public is, should and is allowed to know and so a doctor that came on and Dr. Thomas, who has about 13,000 13, patients was saying that in his practice he he does vaccinate, but he waits till the immune system is strong enough and developed within a child and has only seen in uh, of his 13,000 patients has only seen three or four children that have gotten the vaccine at age three get autistic symptoms and have been diagnosed with autism. And that reason being because they had history of autism in the family, number one, and two, because there was uh, immune compromisation, the immune system was compromised, and it wasn't something that he was aware of because it was a very new patient. No judgment, just saying. And so with this this reaction happening, the question is, is, what does the CDC say about it? I know they said that it, it is, doesn't cause that. It, they've come out and said that vaccines do not cause autism. Their um, conclusion of their studies, basically the little studies that they have done, if you would even call them studies, say that the evidence is inadequate to accept or reject a relationship between vaccines and autism. And if you look at the amount of research it's the reason it's inadequate is because there isn't enough research. So the question is, is why not do more research to figure out why it's happening, why this epidemic of autism has risen to the degree that it has. So what's very interesting if we do what we can as as parents, as non-doctors, as, as protection to our children, is if you actually read the MMR vaccine, it says right on the label, it says right on there, no safety testing has been done on this um, vaccine. So no safety testing studies have been done on this vaccine. It's right on the insert for us all to read. So then we have a situation where Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, with this particular situation of MMR sued to get some more testing done, since there's there hasn't been testing, and and because it was they actually put it on the vial, he used that as evidence to sue. They did get back with him and showed that they did s- testing uh, for the MMR vaccine on a. 800 kids. Now, this is when they do testing on vaccines or testing period on drugs. It's usually done in the thousands. Remember why that's so important is because this is because it's so important. This is going to be, give, be given to billions of kids, but you're only going to test 800. So, the testing process for this MMR vaccine lasted 42 days not not long enough in my opinion and the study showed 50% of the kids in that 42 days of that 800 kids 50% of them had severe or gastrointestinal stress for the full 42 days or half of the 42 days studied showed that the people that didn't get measles as a kid got the measles vaccine well people that didn't get the measles as a kid and just got um in other words didn't get the vaccine Uh, basically their body's natural protective mechanism was primed to protect them against diseases in the future and issues going forward. How we know that? Because when they studied the people that did get the measles and mumps vaccine, they found that 67% of them had the risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, And there was a 333% chance of developing Hodgkin's lymphoma. And like I said before, the people that didn't get the vaccine, because they had their natural immunity created to protect them in the future, they showed that these people that didn't get vaccinated, their risk of getting ovarian cancer was reduced by 50%. And so... Basically, in a nutshell, the conclusion was that studies showed that our body protects us from serious pathogens down the road if we aren't taking any vaccines with toxic chemicals within them. It protects us against cancer and heart disease. Okay, so I'm not, not much on rubella, but a lot on the the MMRs, at least the measles and mumps, and the situation with um, uh, Little more specificity as it relates to what this vaccine is all about. Um, I'm going to move forward on to the DTAP, um, which is what it's called now. It used to be called the TDAP, um, which was a, uh, a given to adults and adults as a cellular pertussis. Um, so it's like a whooping cough and uh, also called whooping cough. And what they found was that there actually right now in the US, there's an increase of pertussis. And the Washington Post in November 20, 25th, 2013, they had an article in there called People Being Silent Killers, basically saying that if you were vaccinated, it keeps you from showing symptoms, but you have the ability to affect infect everyone else and that's a that's a term called shedding Uh, you you basically don't show the symptoms but you are uh, contagious with that particular disease and so that's what's happened with pertussis and they've documented that people who have had the pertussis vaccine are now they call them carriers and um, can potentially cause people to get whooping cough. If you don't get the vaccine, then you can't spread it and you you can't infect another person. Pretty much all on that. But there was a really interesting story as it related to DTAP that I wanted to share with you that um, in the 80s, Vaccines were approximately two dollars and seventy eighty cents a vial. Well, this was before the 1986 um, Compensation Vaccine Compensation Act that was passed to protect manufacturers of vaccines. So prior to that, the the manufacturers were being sued left and right, and so Big Pharma knew there was going to be cases of potential death or brain damage from these vaccines. So they figured the lawsuit cost within the figures and raised the cost from 270, 70-ish, uh, and to make up for the cost in lawsuits, increase the cost to $174 a vial. And what's interesting, what's even more interesting is that's because the big pharma was, was getting sued quite a bit because they knew that these vaccines were potentially damaged and so they were covering their butt. And in what is frustrating though is they found in 1936, there was a combination DTaP vaccine that didn't cause nearly as many negative symptoms. And, but big pharma Did decided not to use this particular combination because it would have cost five cents more per vial to produce. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. In 1936, it was dug up that Big Pharma had the potential to create a a vaccine, the DTaP vaccine, that was nearly that didn't have near the negative symptoms but they voted against it because of the five cent increase per vial to create. Now, this is all information that was uncovered within the vaccine documentary 2020, uh, The Truth About Vaccines by uh, by Ty and Charlene Bollinger. It's information that's disturbing, i spent a lot of time writing word for word what they were saying to share this if you are interested in it uh if 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 it's close to home to you if if you are somebody like myself who has has a child that was damaged by vaccines a child that basically doesn't uh, started out as healthy, started out as active, mobile, and talking to now does not talk has is basically um, intellectually about on a really good day, five years old. Uh, he's actually eighteen, but on a good day he can he can reach the intellectual level of five years old. He will never go to college. He will never hold a job and make money. Um, he will always be, uh, taken care of, uh, always have to have someone taking, help him with showers and help him doing little tasks that need to be done. He can't do anything by himself and never will be able to live on his own. And this happened because there were, there was an immune system that was suppressed and there wasn't enough Investigation to determine this or know this by the pediatrician and was given vaccines that destroyed his brain. And his whole central nervous system basically from that point on was was destroyed to now um, that child will never be able to communicate what's going on within him if he's in pain or if something's happened to him. Uh, unfortunately, because of so much neurological damage. So this is close to home to me. It is important for me to share and hopefully this never happens to other people. There are too many cases out there where this has happened and I'm sorry for that. Uh, so if we educate ourselves and we share this information, maybe we can make a difference. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the information with people that you care about and their loved ones for the new generations that are coming out. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. and. Again, thanks for staying and sticking with me through this process of education.